This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. And then suddenly, you're, you know, you're peeing your pants. And then it's like, <laughs> I, I don't have full control. Hello, welcome to the Gajecture and Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? Were you, oh, was that like a ghost, Greg? I'm a, I'm a ghost, yeah. yeah I, oh. I've always lived here. I thought that was Ooh, like, I'm a ghost. I, I thought you were going to say like, who lit the dog's house? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were saying who, and then I was going to like. He said. Boo. I was, yeah, oh. I was singing "Who Let the Ghosts Out of the Basement." Who let boo. the oh boo 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 boo? Yeah, okay, okay. We're back to Halloween, th- Halloween three season of the witch. Oh no, we're singing again. I know that was one of our least liked episodes with our acapella. Uh, oh, hello, was Rob. it? Yeah. Oh yeah, nobody liked our our singing. I don't think. I think we we got a couple emails that were like, "Oh my god, this singing." Was we horrible. got negative views. I don't know how that works. But... <laughs> oh no, yeah, 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 that's so not nice. I think me and Greg were okay, but it was Laura's. She couldn't carry the tune. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm Rob. Hello. Uh, so um, how's, how are you guys doing tonight? How's the gold room going? It's going good. Feels a little lonely tonight. You know, not many guests here. Just us, it seems. But, oh. uh... So like every night. <laughs> <laughs> I think normally Greg has like spirits around him maybe or something like that. Around maybe. New Year's, you know, it gets a little crowded mm. in the gold room. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, tonight we're doing uh, 2011's The Innkeepers, hence Greg's boo uh, noise he made. And, uh, so I think it's fitting for this episode. Uh, so let's see what we're wearing tonight. Uh, let's see. If, uh, let's save Laura for last because I think hers uh, might uh, might make, might make us shit our pants. Uh, Greg, so uh, what do you what do you wear tonight, Greg? <laughs> I'm coming in as Claire. She's our main character. Um, so I've got my hotel button up. And, uh, you know, just my kind of casual hoodie. No one's really judging me. We don't have many guests tonight. And also my albuterol inhaler to, to make sure that I don't, I don't die breathing. You know, <laughs> checking out the, the different rooms for ghosts. I need to be able to breathe. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me get a oh. puff. Get a puff? Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a gunshot. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there. Sounds like somebody punched Greg in the face. Wait, let me scoot it back. Let me do it again. So here we go. Yeah. Okay, that's a little better. Okay, all right. That's a little better. Nice. I like yeah, it. That yeah, that was much better. Yeah, I, I thought I thought for a second that was like uh like people under the stairs with the sound effects, like somebody getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm I'm wearing uh I just I just have a sheet over my head. I'm a ghost. I should have been saying boo, apparently. Boo, I'm a ghost. Boo <laughs> Is that what she said in this movie? Boo, I'm a ghost. No. And then fell over a table drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, we're already we're already drinking a bit tonight, so it, it, if I fall off a chair as a ghost, it would be only fitting for this episode. Uh so so Laura, what about you? You got you've been talking about this big reveal you want to do for tonight what, what do you got going on all right hang on one second i gotta go put it on okay all right <laughs> what, what do you think greg what do you think she's gonna be uh i think she's gonna come she's gonna be dressed as the house 
the house. Yeah. I, I think she's going to come as the old man. She's going to have no shirt on. And <laughs> somehow she put like a, a like a pelt on her chest. So she has chest hair. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I, I think I hear her creeping back right now. Oh, oh my God, Laura, what is happening? <laughs> Greg, you missed it, Greg. Oh no, but she disappeared again. Okay, scare Greg now. Scare Greg. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh my God, Laura, I've never heard that noise come out of your mouth before. I know. Well, oh my God. First goodness. time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am clearly the ghost of Madeline O'Malley. I've got on my little wedding dress and my veil, and I put some white on my eyelids so that I have all white eyes, and I just added this fake blood all over my That's face. That's not okay. Mm, yeah. Goodness. This is ah. horrible. Don't do that. Stop that. Don't do that, Laura. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to have my, my first nightmare before the Pick for Poison episode next yes, week or whatever. Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to have a dream about Laura in my dreams. So that'll be interesting. Rob, did you say uh, that that was lorifying? Is that what you said? <laughs> oh. I could have swore I heard you say that. I did oh not God. say that. That is what you say, Greg. That's, that's your we need to, to use this in every episode. Yeah. I'm lorifying. obsessed. Okay. All right. Nice. nice. We'll get we'll work on that Damn. T-shirt. We'll work on that T-shirt, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All Love right. Well, it. kudos to you, Laura, for all, all the effort you're putting into the the episode and your costumes and everything. You know, fantastic. I love it. Super scary. Super scary. Uh, so let's see what we got going on now. Where are we at? So if you want to see these pics, you got to check out Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod. And uh, I'm wearing one of my pod shirts tonight. I'm wearing I'd rather be podcasting, and on the back says we're drinking. Uh, so you can check out our, our merch at tpublic.com/user/slash/conjecturing. <laughs> Craig, you forgot we had the shirt. <laughs> no, just you're. you're, you're eternally confusing people i'd rather be podcasting while you are podcasting <laughs> oh that's true it's meta it's meta it's definitely meta yeah it's real meta <laughs> yeah that's true it's true yeah uh so let's see speaking of drinking let's see what we're drinking tonight let me get the drop going here what's in the cups all right laura laura what are, what are we calling you lady borden tonight what are you called <laughs> laura borden what are madeline you o'malley oh not even close okay <laughs> the different ghost i think the other ghost that scared me the other night uh so what are we, what are we drinking tonight laura we are drinking are you ready oh wow this is like a sound wait, effect night wait wait <laughs> yeah. oh wow you hear that asmr all the way yeah i peed myself yeah <laughs> We are drinking beer tonight. I mean, I think that this is so fitting. They literally have cans and cans of beer and get drunk in this movie. But I also decided beer was the fitting option because I went down the rabbit hole of this actual hotel, um, which is, it exists and it is called the Yankee Peddler Inn and it's in Torrington, Connecticut. And I was all hell bent on trying to find the restaurant there and if they had any kind of signature drinks or like what kind of cocktails they served. And they had a, a an attached restaurant and bar called Bogies. And apparently it was super divey, like a dive bar. And so, yeah, it was just like beer flowing. I went to all the Yelp reviews. All of the menus have wow. been uh, taken offline because it's no longer there. And but I was able to find some old Yelp reviews and everyone just said that, like, yeah, great beer on top. A lot of beer. Nice. So that's what we are drinking. So what what types of beer are you guys drinking? I got to know. What, what are you what are you drinking tonight, Greg? What's what spooky beer do you have? <laughs> it's not spooky at all. I'm <laughs> drinking spooky. Asahi. Asahi. Oh, oh yummy. Yeah. Mm, OK, nice. Cool. Cool. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just doing some uh, some arrogant bastard devil ale or Ooh. something like that, you know? Uh, devil ale? Love it. <laughs> I think that's what it's officially called, probably. Pop it open. There you go. Okay. There we go. I'm going to get possessed right now. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, drinking... I, I'm actually drinking a new beer. I've never had this before. It's a McKellar, and it's a uh, brewery in San Diego. And this is their New England style IPA, which is perfect because this hotel is very New England style. That's true. That's Most true. definitely. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And nice. I like it. I mean, these are definitely, I and mean, we haven't had beer on this pod in a long time. It's always been like, you know, some type of mixed drink or something like that. So it's actually kind of nice to just have like a nice chill beer, you know? Yeah. The last time we did it was Shaun of the Dead. We had to have that beer. That's true. That makes sense. That makes sense. Nice, nice. Good pick, Laura. Good pick. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's do a little show news real fast. Uh, you know, we want to remind everybody listening to please rate, review our podcast, wherever uh, platform you're listening to it on. And uh, real quickly, uh, we have a new sponsor, Amazon Music. Uh, so I just want to read this ad real quickly. Uh, with Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs on demand music, which is always ad free and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips. Uh, by signing up with our promo link, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and can cancel anytime. So go to amazonmusic.com slash conjecturingpod to get started. I almost I almost flubbed up my words again. That was pretty close there. Start. <laughs> it's, some, it's something about the end of conjecturing pod, and then it's like going into get started. For some reason, my mouth does not like those words together. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, check that out. Amazon Music is one of our sponsors. Support us. Support the pod. So support Amazon. They need more support. Uh, so support them, too. Do <laughs> they? um yeah do we have any follow-up from previous shows uh last week we did uh equitals last week i know what you did last summer we had fish sticks aplenty god i love that episode (laughs) i loved it so much so so fun laura it was uh, we were talking about before we started recording of just how how much you laughed during that episode in the background You, you listened to it driving and you almost crashed your car yeah i feel like i almost got into an accident because uh it was just so funny yeah, it was fun. It was a fun episode. We went on tangents talking about friends, fish sticks, tartar sauce, Jason Momoa. I mean, I mean, those things you don't think would go together, but they do apparently when we do it. <laughs> they do for us. They you do know? for us, yeah. That's the thing. Like, we we're all very accepting of horror fans. We all like what we like, and we all try to be very respectful to each other's opinions. But, you know, we bring in a lot of stuff that isn't horror to our podcast. And yeah. I think that that's okay. So... Yeah, if anyone out there is a big Friends fan, let's talk because I can totally <laughs> start a side pod on Friends. Seriously. Like. Oh, really? Uh, am I allowed to be on as much as I had an argument about what Ross Geller is and isn't? I feel like, I guess we've never actually officially addressed it, but I feel like you guys know your friends. I do. Mm-hmm. And Greg, you too. Like you seem like you, so you've both watched all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I didn't watch it when I was coming out. I was more of a Seinfeld guy. But uh oh god, that's know? my husband, and we get into yeah. a fight about this all. Yeah, the time. but uh, I re- I went and like rewatched the series when I got HBO Max recently, and like went mm-hmm. through the all of them in a row and watched the whole thing with my oh, wife because wow. of course she nice. loved it, and just kind of like yeah, I really started appreciating what the show was. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe one day we'll do a pick your poison friends episode or something like that. Oh know? man, but if you it. thought I was intense during the scream episode, you would really see something special. That would be a good idea. A segment idea is which, which friends episode could you turn into a horror movie? Oh, Oh my God. 
Loris has Great. so many ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or wh- which which friend's side character could be a horror villain, a killer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we already said Eddie is fucking creepy. So yeah, he's we, definitely we know that. floats he's the top out. of the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. floats we, the top we like can't a pick like him a. Now. Yeah, like a yeah. Well, let's, let's save this content, guys. Let's just tease all right, it. All right. Little little friends tease. If anybody wants to send us an email or voicemail, you know, let us know uh, if you would like that on a future episode. Talking about friends for an hour forty five minutes. Uh, <laughs> God, I would fucking love it. I know Laura would love it, but not I would just do it on repeat. <laughs> it's just one download from Laura. That's it. Yeah, it wouldn't be one download. It would be like thirty because I'd be like, oh, yes, again, okay, again, right. again. Oh, I guess I technically, I guess that does work. You know, I mean, it's cheating, but okay, all right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazon doesn't know the difference though. It's okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They don't. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so this movie we're doing this week. It's not Friends. There's no Friends characters in it. The movie we're doing this week is The Innkeepers. This is the conjecture choice pick. This is from Kelly G. Laura, do you want to say why she picked this movie? Okay. Kelly said, "Hello. You guys already did my all-time favorite horror movies, Halloween and Mothman Prophecies. But if you're ever doing a ghost-type movie, I would love to hear you guys do my other favorite, The Innkeepers." Nice, nice. Yeah, it's always cool, like you know, having you know listeners email in like their takes or their things they want reviewed. Because I mean, I swear, I mean, we've had whatever how many out over the over the past couple of months. And I feel like every time it's something we've never heard of. It's not like, I please, know, it's yeah. yeah, it's not like, please review fucking, you know, Halloween or please review fucking Jason. It's like some like random movie that we've never heard, which is probably why they maybe are more inclined to be like, hey, well, listen to this. It's super cool. Um, yeah. So just thank you, Kelly, for sending that in. Um, yeah. This would be a fun, fun episode for you. Um, so before we get more into the review here, let's do our horror segment of the week. Uh, this week I have for you guys. Alright, this week I got a question for you guys. Speaking of ghosts and haunted houses and hotels and this and that, I wanted to ask you guys uh, if you had to pick one famous haunted hotel, house, etc. to spend a night in, uh, which one are you picking and why? Uh, so what do you what do you think, Laura? Which Where are you going to go spend a night in? Okay, so I am picking an actual haunted hotel, like that's in the United States. It's not from any movie. I have always wanted to go to New Orleans, Louisiana. I have been dying to go. Um, We, it's actually super sad. Like we keep planning a trip and things keep happening. And then for our 10 year wedding anniversary, we wanted to go, but then COVID happened, so we couldn't go. Um, But I never wanted to stay here when I was doing my travel plans, but for the sake of the pod, I will say that there is a hotel, a very famous haunted hotel in New Orleans called Hotel Monteleon. And they basically, there is a maid known as quote unquote, Mrs. Clean. Okay. (laughs) And she supposedly haunts the hotel and paranormal researchers like asked apparently asked her like why she stays why the maid is still there why she's still cleaning and she's apparently cleaning. yeah she's like cleaning so I, to me i feel like this ghost is very friendly like she's just there mm-hmm. doing her she's doing the fucking awesome work man and like she's very passionate just, about it you can just like leave your dirty drawers on the on the ground and she'll pick them up for you well i never do that i'm gonna tip her <laughs> because oh. i'm like oh. hey work what do you wait wait wait, wait. Right? like we're not gonna wait <laughs> what do you what do you tip a ghost <laughs> <laughs> just like i think she thinks that she's still doing her job so i'm gonna uh-huh. tip her like oh man you were the best maid i've ever had like let's be on good terms here you know <laughs> 
And okay. uh, right. apparently this these paranormal researchers I just found out about, they asked her why she's still around. And the maid said, like, my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother all worked at the same hotel. And she remains there because she wants to make sure the housekeeping is still to high standards. Like wow. this ghost wow. supposedly is still at this hotel doing the work because she's like, nah, these fucking <laughs> no. millennials or whatever, they're just like they ain't picking up after themselves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I my goodness. love that. Do they do they give her a paycheck too? Is she is she getting a, a pension from this job or what? I don't pension? think so. Man, they're saving some money. Right. Oh my god. That's crazy. That's, that's mean, a good way to, to get like like you know cheap labor to get, to get written off the books. It's just a ghost cleaning up everything. Sorry, no taxes, guys. No taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. And that's like a good pick, Laura, because like, I guess you wouldn't be scared there then. You wouldn't really be scared, right? Because it's exactly. like just cleaning, right? Exactly. Yeah. What's the worst? She, I think if you angered that ghost, she just wouldn't clean up after your, she, like you wouldn't get sham shampoo refills. Or you wouldn't get mm. extra towels. Um, mm -hmm. There's no like actual dangerous hauntings involved. That's a good pick. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Nice. Well, I, I didn't tell you before this, Laura, that whatever we say tonight, we actually have to do. So, uh, so you're going to have to go there and you know what? That's fine because I've, so we've been planning this trip. We're eventually, we are going to go and I only want to go to do all the ghost tours in new Orleans. Like Whoa. it is a very spooky haunted city they say. Yeah. And I am, yeah, like I, Hope I get to go soon and talk about it on the pod because I think I will. I'm going to go to the cemetery. I'll, I want to do it all. Just please get a picture of you tipping the ghost. That is all I want to see. <laughs> if if she shows herself to me. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, just make sure your place is really dirty. She'll really want to get in there. You know? <laughs> She's going to be like, fuck you, man. Like, this oh, that's is true. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first person she murders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's crazy. Okay, all right. That's a good pick. That's a cool pick. Uh, what about you, Greg? Uh, what a uh, haunted house ghost? Uh, how are you gonna tip them? What are you gonna pick? <laughs> I'm so bad at these <laughs> these questions. All right, I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna pick an actual house. I'm going to go with the Beetlejuice house. <laughs> what? Yeah, I just I just like it. It's got a really cool, creepy aesthetic. I mean, for being in a in a limbo situation, you probably couldn't ask for more entertaining house slash property slash neighborhood uh you know the the house is playing with your dinner it's kind of silly haha <laughs> you know it's got uh it's got synthetic grass outside you don't have to cut it i think at one point he even like turned the house into like a strip club or something or was oh, that that's the right. he house? did yeah 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 he did well since i've seen that movie um yeah. yeah it says like live girls or some shit like that yeah, <laughs> oh that's yeah. why you're picking it yeah that's why <laughs> You're like, I just gonna be at the strip club for the rest of eternity. I just I have uh one you of definitely the early... got a tip. You got a tip, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you better have lots of singles. You better get it, yeah. Better bring them down there. Yeah. You know, one of the, the earliest things that, that haunted me when I was a kid was was haunted houses. And like I, I never ever wanted to spend a minute in one. So that's my way of avoiding the question is by picking the Beetlejuice house. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. That's great. Like, like thinking of this question today, I was thinking more like real houses, like real haunted places. Oh. But Greg went uh, Beetlejuice with live girls. So, you know, I can't, you know, to each their own, man. You know, <laughs> the heart wants what it wants, Greg. You know, it's okay. Yeah. 
Uh, that's funny. Okay. For me, uh, I'm going to go, uh, mine between two. And that's just because like I've been to these two places. Like I was like, Laura, I looked up, you know, the top 25 haunted places and like, I'm definitely not picking an old fucking prison because there was a couple of those and I'm not picking an old hospital slash insane asylum. Oh no. Like I, I, I was literally thinking like, okay, if I really had to spend a fucking night and there's no way I would do one of those, I would, I would just cry myself to sleep or something like that. I wouldn't, I would just leave. I would just run away. It'd be crazy. Um, so I ended up picking, I'm um, between two. It's either the Winchester house up in NorCal, uh, or Queen Mary. The Queen mm. Mary is way scarier than the Winchester house. That's what I ended up going with. I've been to the Winchester house and it's just like fucked up designs and shit like that. Like you have stairwells. Like to go, yeah. To go to yeah. nowhere and stuff like yeah. that. Even though like one time I did visit there and I remember like taking a photo and I thought there was like an orb, like a, like a little thing in the background. I'm like, Oh shit. You know? Um, but, uh, no. but I definitely think I'm going to pick the Queen Mary. Lord's like, no. <laughs> Uh, Queen Mary, legit, I yeah. would be scared to stay there. Yeah, because yeah. like I, I like was reading about the Queen Mary and like the hauntings and stuff like that, and just like yeah, how old the actual vessel is, and like at one point it was actually commissioned to like travel with sailors and shit like that. And it was called like the Grey Ghost and shit like that. And I'm like, holy shit, like that's ominous. Uh, I have but, stayed the night there before. Yeah, I have, I have too, and I remember like trying to like walk around and be like, oh shit, and it feels super creepy because it's so old looking mm-hmm. and the hallways are fucking super long and you guys know I hate long hallways. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I could if I could stay at hotels that were only two doors, <laughs> there's no hallway. <laughs> you know what's crazy? We, uh, when we spent the night at the Queen Mary, uh, you know, my grandparents took us and um, we took the tour of the of the boiler room area oh, underneath, and my grandma was the last one going up the stairs. You know, before we left, and she said she felt something touch her ankle, like mm. grab her ankle as she was walking up. Yeah, like reading about it, that's supposed to be like the highest uh, spot where there's like activity. You know, because I was reading, they said like like a young sailor was crushed in the engine room, I guess, which is that room. So mm. that's like somebody died in there. They say that a crew member was murdered uh, in room like B340. So if anybody listening, you want to go there, stay in that room, maybe. Uh, and then the other one was like they said over the years, they've had several children drowned in the ship's pools. Oh, so Jesus. like there there is a history of, you know, things happening there. Uh, but I probably would stay there because I have stayed there before. And like, I wouldn't be super scared, but like, it is eerie as fuck, you know? By the way, in, in terms of good promotion for the for the boat, it is a. I re- recently went to a wedding on it. Uh, it is a beautiful place to have a wedding. So that's true. That's but it's true. not. It's an all doom and gloom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Side note: Should we be saying we haven't said where any of these things are? Oh, the Beetlejuice house. Yeah, I think you have to die. <laughs> you have pretty much to die. Yeah, that's true. If, if we have to do that, Rob, I'm you guys sorry. Have been talking I'm about Queen agree. Mary. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe say where yeah. it is. Yeah, the Win- the Winchester house is up in Northern California. Uh, I don't know exactly uh, where it's actually. It's in Santa- like San Jose. Something like yeah, uh, and the Queen Mary, of course, in Long Beach. It's in Long Beach, California, down in the harbor down there. Um, but I did want to read one to you guys because. I, I read about this one and I was like, I got to talk to you guys about this one. It's so crazy. I'm definitely not picking it because it's another fucked up one. So there's a hotel, oh, there's a hotel, Monte Vista in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, this opened in 1927 and it says uh, Monte Vista's uh, most well-known ghost story is from room 305. And that's like what the, that movie 305 with John Cusack is based on is this oh, hotel. Shit. Um, and it says this room is thought to have been occupied by an old woman who was a long term renter and used to sit in a rocking chair near the window for hours. And it says today guests as well as staff see the chair rocking on its own. And then it says some have even seen the old lady sitting in it. 
Um, and that's, that's just the beginning. So then they get into really funny stuff. Uh, other, other paranormal activities include the sound of screaming infants that come from the hotel's basement and send housekeepers running. <laughs> Laura shaking. Laura, Laura doesn't like that one. <laughs> Uh, there, there's also a phantom bellboy who knocks on doors and announces room service. Oh, no. <laughs> no? You don't like that one either, Laura? I don't like um, any of this. No. You don't like that? You're not going to tip that one? No. no. <laughs> that does sound like a like a phone-in stripper. Room service. <laughs> bellboy here. Oh, that's funny. Because well, oh, you can sp- make anything of... sound scary, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. Speak, speaking of uh, strippers, there's also a ghost of two prostitutes who in the early 1940s were killed in room 306 and were thrown from the window. So there's two prostitutes. Jesus there, so. fuck. Uh, okay. But then there's, <laughs> then it says the most bizarre though. So after all those, it ends with the most bizarre. So it says the most bizarre is the meat man. No. I mean, we're no. done there. Just the name. You don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't go no any further. further. What if he looks like Jason Momoa, Laura? What if he's the meat man? <laughs> oh, that's the meat man for sure. <laughs> You're like, tip up approved. <laughs> I got a tip for you. Wait, give me a tip. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, give me some of that dry tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The oh, tried and tried tip. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that but tried and tried tip. But but this one, this one though, for real though, for real. This one is a long term, <laughs> long term guest who stayed in room two twenty in the nineteen eighties and hung raw meat from the chandelier in his room. What the hell? <laughs> his body was discovered in the room three days after he had been killed. So. Uh, I don't know what that guy does. If he feeds you beef jerky when you come, I don't know what he does there, but he's hanging meat from a chandelier. So I don't know what's happening there. But is he a butcher? He might have been a butcher. Well, I would maybe assume so. I mean, he's the meat man, you know. He's the meat, meat man. Yeah, meat he was man, like, "I'm so. just doing my my thing. This yeah. is what I do." Drying the meat out. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what wow. they're doing here, but uh, yeah. I read that one and I'm like, I gotta talk about this. This place is insane. I did not see any of this coming. Yeah, and this one's this one's in Arizona too, guys. So this is like we could actually go here. Maybe Laura, this is a, you, it's a drive. My yeah, parents, my parents live in Arizona. Oh, so. can you tell them to go see the Meat Man? Go to this hotel and stay in their room. <laughs> tell oh, us what happens. You know, maybe Laura, when you go to New Orleans, me and Greg will plan a trip to coincide, and we'll go to Arizona and visit the Meat Man. You want to do that, Greg? You agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll probably wind up with the bellboy knocking at my door or something. <laughs> I mean, I'll be like, it's not what I ordered. <laughs> Greg's like, where's the prostitutes? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, gotta get the meat, man. This isn't what I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, all right. Well, there, there's all our choices. All right, you know, you're, are you happy, Kelly? <laughs> this is your episode. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, yeah, I I'm sorry. I apologize for all of this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, if anybody wants to email us in where they would stay, haunted oh, house, man. real house, if they want to go hang out with the meat man, let us know. Uh you can email <laughs> conjecturingpod at gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, or leave us a spooky voicemail, podpage.com slash conjecturing pod. Just just go to the voicemail and just say room service and then hang up. That'll be pretty funny. Yeah. No, because <laughs> no. that's when I'm like, guys, we're done. We can't we're do done. This. Oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's it. Let's get to let's get to the movie now. It's time to ring the bell. Let's ring the bell and get to our movie this week. 
Uh, Laura, you okay? Laura, you can fall yeah, over. Yeah, I'm okay. You okay? All right. I think Greg actually fell on the floor, though, of the gold he, room. He during fell all of that. Yeah, yeah, he disappeared for a minute. I started break dancing for a second and I got back up. I'm good now. You're good now. You weren't getting pulled away by the meat man? He was, no. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm assuming all these people would probably come to the Shining for vacation. They probably come here when they want to hang out, you know? Yeah. Uh, did, yeah. Oh, man. All right. All right. So the movie we're doing this week, The Innkeepers, uh, 2011 film, director, is it, do you pronounce it T? T? Is it T-I? Ty. Ty? Oh, okay. Ty West, uh, he directed The House uh, the house of the Devil. Um, he's also Tariq from Your Next. Yes! Yes! It was bothering me you <laughs> oh my god you kept seeing his picture and you couldn't picture it. Yeah. yeah and i kept looking like is he an actor and nothing i looked at said he was an actor so i never stumbled across that oh man rob thank yeah. you you're welcome you're welcome you could tip me later yeah um he's totally the eye guy yeah. <laughs> yeah he's the arrow through the eye guy in your next yeah yeah i uh, west yeah there you go <laughs> yeah i west there you go uh <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, if you want to visit the, the the meat man, that's where you go. You head on the I West. You go down that way. You know. Uh, so the budget of this movie is a uh, Laura spitting beer out of her face. We have to eventually get this video somewhere, you guys, because this is hilarious. Uh, uh, the budget the budget of this movie is only seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You were gonna say seven hundred and fifty dollars? <laughs> no, this isn't thanks killing, Greg. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry. Come on. come on, Greg. Come on. Don't start that way, Greg. Don't do that to Kelly. Come on. <laughs> Seven hundred fifty thousand, Greg. That's not that much, you know. That's, no, that's not that much. Really yeah. yeah. I mean, this movie looks super clean for for that amount of money. You know. What yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm glad you guys are important. Thank God. Um, so, <laughs> not missing the meat man your way. Uh, we got a theme going right now. We might as well just go with the whole episode. I know. Uh, yeah, box office of this movie, it made, uh, $1.18 million. So it, you know, like doubled, like doubled its money more or less, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Laura, you want to do interesting facts? Woo! Yeah, let's do it. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Compose, compose yourself, Laura. I do. Okay. This movie is filmed at the actual Yankee Peddler Inn in Torrington, Connecticut. I think I already mentioned that super cool like i was looking at the uh details of this hotel and um even though the hauntings from this movie are all uh fictional this hotel is quote unquote haunted even in real life um by the couple that founded it i think their names were the conleys so yeah i mean if you if anyone listening wants to check out this hotel it it's it's there and it is haunted so pretty cool. This movie was shot in 15 days and most of the actors and crew stayed at the hotel while they were filming. And so, I mean, I read so many reports that just like, you know, they'd roll out of bed and go downstairs and then they were there ready to rock and roll. Um, and it sounds like the older staff said that it was actually really annoying because like the youngins of the group would always be up partying every night. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh man, I can totally see that. That's fun. <laughs> Ruining the vibe. Totally. So in the scene where Luke, Pat Healy puts on the jump scare video for Claire, actress Sarah Paxton was genuinely frightened by the video. Her reaction is genuine. It was done on the first shot. Wow. Um, because she hadn't seen that video before. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's funny. It's, it's definitely a good reaction shot. Yeah, It is, yeah. 
Yeah. And then just reiterating that the Yankee peddler, you know, the hotel where the story occurs and this film that it is, it is haunted. And several of the key shots were actually filmed in the most haunted rooms in the hotel. And several of the production mm. crew members claimed to have seen and heard some really odd things while they were filming. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the little meat man's running around or something like that. You know? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, you don't think so? No. All right. Well, uh, okay. Laura, you want to do cast? Yeah. We have Sarah Paxton as Claire, Pat Healy as Luke, Kelly McGillis, I think I'm, I don't know, yeah. as Leanne Reese Jones. And I also wanted to spot out what the hell was Lena Dunham doing this movie? <laughs> she was the barista? Yeah, what? I know. What? What that was, was weird, that? Right? Interesting. This is like before she hit it with like with girls and everything like that, right? But what was the point of that random character? I thought she was just an actress. Like she was just an actress in this movie, you know? Like this is before like she got big, I thought. No, you're talking about the scene. Yeah, like what? Oh, just oh, the scene well, that, that lump that into several other things that may not, may or may not add up. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. All right. Well, all right. I just Me- thought that I think it stood out a lot to me because, um, like, I know her. Yeah. And then I was mm. like, "What is the point of this?" Because, like, once the movie's done, I'm like, what? "Oh yeah, there's no payoff. It's that? just yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. You know, if you don't like it, I'll send the meat man your way. So don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so- <laughs> Lori, you want to do synopsis? Yeah. Okay. So there is this hotel, the Yankee Peddler, uh, and it is shutting down. And two of the employees, this Luke guy and Claire, this young girl, they are staying there for the last weekend it's open and just running it until it shuts down. And they've been experiencing some paranormal happenings and they've been pretty casual about it. Like, They're trying to film it, trying to catch it on um, their recording device. Uh, And basically, they awaken something and upset something. And uh, yeah, it's just makes for a not great last weekend at the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's true. Yep. Uh, All right. Let's just start with like the opening setup vibe of this movie. when you guys want to jump on and talk about what you thought of the opening to kind of just run down a little bit of it. What do you think, Laura? I, I really like the opening because this is right up my alley. Like you guys know that I am most afraid of things like the purge, you know, things that I feel like could actually happen to me, like statistically in the Mm -hmm. next few years. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And ghost stories, even though I am like, I'm a believer. I think that this could, also happen i don't think it's gonna happen to me like for me ghost stories are just super fun and the thought of going to a haunted hotel that sounds really fun to me that sounds like something i really want to do like i want to go to new orleans i want to go to these haunted places you want to go to the arizona one i talked about with the meat man and the kids no, and all that i don't oh, want to okay. go to that one but... <laughs> so you want to go yeah. to the nice ones okay, i just right. i love this vibe like i love that this movie doesn't exactly say when it was so it came out in 2011 clearly and maybe i'm reaching but i don't think this was meant to be 2011 in this movie no they seems older yeah like maybe the 90s yeah or no, early I, 2000s I, I read an article it's supposed to be 2011 it's supposed really? to be in that time frame yeah mm-hmm. what yeah okay well <laughs> that's not good that's not old. good the yeah the looked a little bit aged. no they uh, I, I read an article from the director he said yeah it's supposed to be that time frame the two biggest things that people spot out is like being like wait this seems old one is the website the website is super old looking. It's just and, angelfire.com yeah. slash and, and 
he just he just says that uh what's his name pat yeah. pat is just that he's not good at building websites so he builds a shitty website um and then the, the other people call it why are there no cell phones and he just and, mm. and the only thing he says to that is he's like he's like they don't they don't need them there's no need for cell phones in this movie so it's not like they have them they just didn't need it at any point but so. if she's gonna be up all night running the front desk and he leaves her and then takes the computer she has nothing to do why wouldn't she whip out her cell phone she was getting drunk. I don't know. Yeah. She no, was an e- see, no, EVP. I, <laughs> this is honestly, from the director. This is from I don't the director. care. I don't believe the director. I think this okay. is like, this is plus like her look, you know, her aesthetic. I know. I feel like this hmm. was supposed to be like a maybe late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. Interesting. And I just feel like they're in a smallish town. You know, there's probably like a really small downtown with this very old hotel. And I love that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that that was great. I mean, there are, if you think about that, there are certain towns that feel like they are 10 years in the past. For sure. That's true. So, I mean, yeah. you could say that, if anything, you know, yeah. uh, but but not really, you know what I mean? But, uh, okay. What, what about you, Greg? What did you think of the opening? Do you think it was time travel? <laughs> well, yeah. I, two things that I really liked about the opening was the way that the uh, they built up the intro, it started off with that black and white montage. They showed oh, the hotel yeah. back when it was possibly originally built, mm-hmm. and they had that suspenseful, scary build-up music. It, it kind of yeah, the music you ever was watch great. Penny yeah. Dreadful, you ever watch that TV show? Yeah, so that it yeah. kind of had that kind of vibe. And then you know they showed a little bit of the modernization of the area going around the hotel, and you know you sort of got like that time leap, like you're talking about. Um, and then there was that scene in the beginning where uh, the, the main guy goes in and, and there's like a newspaper article on the wall that says that the hotel's going out of business after 100 years uh, in operation. So it kind of gave you an idea of how old it was, but that was really cool. And then also what I really liked was the story of why it was supposedly haunted. Hmm. You know, the fact that there was a lady there that had killed herself when her fiance stood her up on her wedding day. And the old hotel owners hid her body in the hotel basement in order to avoid the bad press. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to smuggle her body out and the townsfolk found out about it. Um, and then they basically shut down the, the hotel and they had to sell the sell the business. And now here, you, you know, you got these two bored, quirky, mid-20s early 30s i can't tell how old they are uh, so one, one of them where, this is <laughs> where i have a really big problem <laughs> what, one of them is probably mid-20s the other one one maybe looks 17 oh, the think? other one looks 40 fucking five okay so it's a it's a mid 20 year gap age difference then <laughs> like that's that was my biggest problem i was like are they supposed to be the same age because i don't think so yeah. i literally wrote it in my like notes it like Dude, no, you're her dad. That's not okay. <laughs> but they're just they're just colleagues though. They're not, you know, yeah. love interests. No, I know. Yeah. Well, but they but Well, okay. he he well, clear yeah. he clearly like has like a feeling yeah. feelings for her, like sir or whatever, sure, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't think it's it's uh it's reciprocal. I don't think it's going the other way. <laughs> you know, uh she's not calling him daddy or anything like that. But uh yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think he was la- I think he was dad old Laura. He wasn't like fifty and she was like seventeen. I thought she looked like twenty ish and then he looked like maybe like late thirties, like maybe a ten year gap. I didn't think she should be drinking the beer. I was like, How old <laughs> that, are you? That young. <laughs> 
You're like, yeah. You're like, no wonder you got haunted. You're, you're breaking the rules. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just everything about her seems so young. The way she yeah. acted, mm-hmm. her like temper tantrums. Even the fact that she had an inhaler. To me, I'm like, man. <laughs> like, and I know asthma is like a real thing. Like my dad, he's in his 70s. He has asthma. It's a real thing. But yeah. I, I can't tell you growing up how many kids use an inhaler and then like quote unquote grew out of it. I grew out of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Your dad's not having like a midlife crisis and he's acting like he's 17 with an inhaler. My dad? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. My dad okay. like a, my dad doesn't use an inhaler, but his asthma is mm-hmm. legit. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I really like the opening of this movie. You know, like you said, the music the music is legit. It was actually nominated for a bunch of awards. I think it won a couple awards for best oh, uh, wow. best movie score in 2011-12. Um, it won some stuff because it is really good score in this movie. Super suspenseful, eerie uh, vibes. Uh, I actually really liked it. Um, like you said, the the cool story of like the the hotel and the creepiness of it, and then you have to talk about I mean the jump scare. A jump scare right away. I think it's a good, it's a good opening to this movie. I think, you know, to be honest with everybody listening, like I had to watch this movie twice. So the first time watching it, I knew nothing about this movie. I didn't know what it was about. And so my first watch was actually kind of rough because I just didn't know what realm I was in. I'm like, wait, is this a comedy horror? Is this just supposed to be horror, but it has some funny parts in it? Like, what is this? So like, I spent my first watch like battling that conversation in my own mind while watching it, which means I really wasn't like fully invested. Um, so it really took me a second viewing to kind of lean into like, okay, let me like take this like a comedy ish. There's funny parts in it. And I really dug it the second time. So like the opening with the jump scare, the first time I was like, wait, what's happening right now? The second time I was actually laughing. Um, but what did yeah. you guys think of the opening, like jump scare, the quote unquote fake, uh, fake ghost video he was showing her? Oh, I laughed. I've only seen it once and I laughed because I knew what was coming. I watched it with Brooks, my husband, and we were watching <laughs> it and we we're like, oh, this is those videos. It's going to pop out. So we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And then once it did, we like... I even think I still jumped like I know it's coming and I still jumped, but yet we, we just laughed. We're like, Oh man, that's so good. I loved it. It got a little weird, obviously as the movie went on because you realize like this employee has feelings for her, for Claire. And I don't know about their age difference and I don't know about (laughs) where they come from in life and if it's appropriate, I don't know. But in the very beginning, I love how they interact with each other. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's clear that they are just like these employees that are super close, work this front desk job. And I love the games they play, like where they have to be the last one to hit the bell before they walk out of the room. I like to me, those types of details and touches to get to know a relationship because that's real life, right? Mm -hmm. Like usually movies and TV shows, they don't show those intricate details, but like we know that from real life. Like we have those silly little things we do with people like us three. We have fucking crazy inside jokes from this podcast, you know, that no one else would get. It's like, so I, I really enjoy when a movie can throw that in. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super cute. Yeah, it just makes it feel more genuine and real in their conversations. Um, yeah. What about yeah. you, Greg? What did you think of like the whole like video and the little bit of dynamic with the with the two characters? The video, I didn't really have a reaction. Let, let me tell you, being somebody who is on you know TikTok a good percentage of the day, seeing the videos where they try to trick you into <laughs> staring at a specific part of the screen, and then suddenly a baseball gets thrown at the at the. <laughs> 
into your eyes and you kind of throw your phone out of your hands, you see this coming a <laughs> oh mile away. So um, I, I'm sure it was pretty effective. I, I didn't really have a reaction to it because I knew it was coming. But uh, still pretty cool. I think, when was this movie? 2011? 11, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think especially back then, it was more, it was probably more of a, of a novelty thing that people hadn't seen before. So it probably that's got most true. of the viewers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were just starting to scare people like that on the internet. Yeah, like yeah. I don't, God, I actually think it was right around 2011, the first time I saw a video like that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I remember the first time someone <laughs> got me with something like that. It was actually Brooks, and he <laughs> said, like, oh, do you know that you can get this mirror app on your phone now, and your phone will literally be a mirror? And I know everyone's probably like, duh, but this was 2011, this was 2010 or 11, so, like, this was new, right? Mm-hmm. And so I downloaded this mirror app, and I was like, oh, shit, this is legit. Now I can have a mirror. This is before forward-facing camera, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at the mirror, you're looking at the mirror, and then out of nowhere, like, a ghost goblin face pops out you guys <laughs> right i was they're scared there's like jump scare they're scream scared Whoa. and then they're scared where you physically are rock solid you don't move but inside paralysis <laughs> like i'm dead i thought oh, wow. i was legit dying i was so scared <laughs> you thought a real like demon like flew into your mouth yeah like, I just wanted to just drop on the ground and be like, I, I, yeah. Like, take me, I give yeah, up. take me, Damon. Take yeah. me, I give up. Yeah, yeah. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> take me, meat man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that depends on who's talking. <laughs> that's okay. true, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's Momoa, Laura's, like, I'm already on the floor. Yeah, yep, we're ready to go. I'm yeah. on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh man that's funny what about you greg do you like remember the first time one of those like jump scares got you you said one got you last week but what did one get you <laughs> you remember that i distinctly remember the first one being yeah you you know back in the 90s i think was the first one where you're looking at the computer screen and it's exactly this prank a big face just appears right in front of you yeah and i just i basically just fell out of it's like what you said a part of you dies inside in that small moment <laughs> that's when you realize that you really don't have full control over your bodily faculties as much as you want to in some ways like i there are it's like horror movies bring that out of people you yeah. think oh i'm in control i mean there's separation here this is clearly a produced piece of media i'm consuming it as a consumer i'm sitting here i'm safe i'm good and then suddenly you're you know you're peeing your pants and then it's like i <laughs> i don't have full control so are you admitting on mic right now that you pissed your pants in the 90s for a it's video a, no metaphorically speaking oh okay yeah, all right yeah. okay all right if you say so greg okay all right. yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny um yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty much beyond that, you have like, it's really just them kind of like talking, getting to know each other. I'm not getting to know each other, but you're getting to know the characters, their dynamic back and forth uh, after that first like fake jump scare. Um, it kind of does that for a little bit. And then you get into like a little bit of a couple noises uh, here and there a bit in the beginning. Uh, but but what did you guys think about like, you know, the characters and their acting? We already talked a little bit about their dynamic. Um, what do you think about them like more as like the movie progresses? Uh, Laura, what do you think? Oh man, I, I'm really conflicted because the main girl, uh, Sarah Paxton plays Claire. Her character is very quirky. Yeah. I think we can all admit that. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me because, um, 
I'm watching this for the first time recently. And if anyone out there has seen the movie Last House on the Left, she is the main girl in that horror movie. Very different vibe if you've seen it. I don't think either of you have seen it, right? Mm-hmm, no. Oh, my God. It's mm. it's horrid. We should do it soon. Okay, okay. It's, it's, it's horrifying. <laughs> um, but and, and I've seen her in other things before where she's very serious. And, like, she, I've seen her do horror movies where there was no comedy. It's not a laughing matter. Like this is really serious, hard shit. And to then to see her in this character where she's very quirky and awkward and young and like gets mad at things and just like, ah, ah, you know, and gets all mad and like throws herself on the bed. I, I think I need to rewatch this because at first I just couldn't get into her vibe and I'm kind of mad at myself because normally I think if you told me, hey, there's a horror movie and it's not your typical final girl. It's not like the badass like Ellen Ripley or even Sydney or Nancy. It's not like that. It's like some girl who's young and throws temper tantrums and is super awkward and quirky and uses an inhaler. I'd probably be like, oh, my God, I have to see that. But I could not get into that vibe. It took me it took me a minute to really understand like is she doing this on purpose is this bad acting like i couldn't tell <laughs> right. for a while yeah yeah because am i the only one that watched this twice then do you guys only watch this once yeah mm-hmm. i wish oh, i would have wow. watched it twice interesting okay interesting yeah uh what, what about the male character laura you said he looks like he's 70 years old <laughs> <laughs> no i thought he was hilarious i mean yeah. the scene where he comes out in his underwear i'm like oh man this guy's <laughs> fucking funny you know he just like <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing about this movie is that it's very predictable. I mean, I, for me, I predicted a lot of what happened. And I definitely predicted that, like, he never saw any ghosts or heard, heard any ghosts. So it, he was just a scared little guy. But I definitely got a lot of David Rose vibes from time to time. Like, he had that kind of sense of humor pre-David Rose. Like, he was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, okay. What about you, Greg? What do you think of, like, the girl and the male actor in this movie, the main two people? Something, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm on Laura's side with that. Something about her character just seems off to me, and I yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or charming or what. I just I didn't know how to react, and I I you guys loved their their banter, their dynamic. I was not really on board with it. it there's something felt very awkward and disingenuous about it. It just it could just be me, of course. I mean, and there was one conversation that really highlighted it for me, and it was where. Um, she had just come down from talking to their main guest who's some kind of big speaker and she's, she's a fan of hers and she kind of gets dismissed because, you know, she's just a hotel worker and the woman that the guest is uh, like a some big actress, you know? Um, anyway. And then he goes, are you two going to collaborate on something? And she goes, she kind of made me feel like an asshole. First of all, just pause. Like what, how, what is, I don't I didn't understand that. Did she? And then he goes, well, she's an actress. Like every line of this <laughs> along the way, I did, it just I didn't understand. Hmm. Okay, really? And then then she goes, "Oh, what's that supposed to mean? And what do you know about actresses anyway?" I don't know a lot, but I do know a little bit about a lot of things. I just didn't understand. Every line was like stubbing my toe, and then she goes, "Why'd you have to be such a bummer? And why do you have to be so negative?" I mean, it's it's just it's the the dialogue here is is so strange, mm. and and then he goes into this little. This is a neat little saying. He goes, 
I'm not negative. I'm a realist. There's yeah. a difference. And then she goes, you're pessimistic. And like this part here so- seems like it sounds cool on paper, but the way it was executed had nothing to do with anything. And then she goes, oh, yeah, well, nobody likes an albatross. Craig remembers this whole scene. <laughs> I feel like we're I feel like we're doing audition right now. They yeah. played it a few times. And then she goes, oh, then she goes, I'm going to get some coffee. Do you want any? And he goes, I do not. And she's like. Fine. I just I didn't understand the dramatic oh, fake temper tantrums. Her temper tantrums really bothered me. And I, I think if we didn't have the temper tantrums and she was just that like quirky, awkward character, I would have been like, okay, yeah, like this is honestly more aligned with how people, humans act. Honestly, like right. what you see in the movies is not real life. But the temper tantrums pull and maybe it's our age, but it mm-hmm. pulls you out. It's like, dude, how so I kept writing down, like, how old is this girl? Like, she's seen, this is like how I acted at like 13 years old, you know? <laughs> and you know and what? The, so the, like, the... it's like, oh my God. Like, I have a daughter and I am horrified of that <laughs> phase. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. If she were that way consistently, you know, where you could say, oh, well, this is just her personality, it would make sense. But I didn't understand, like, they took over. There was a time where, you know, she started off the movie pe- being pretty level- level-headed, talking about the hotel, you know, they're shutting down. And he was the one that was a little off. And then suddenly yeah. he becomes the one that's aloof. And then she's dramatic. It just, yeah. why did they suddenly and inexplicably flip or sw- swap demeanors? I didn't under, and they did it a couple of times to where it just didn't, it, it didn't add up to why she, you would suddenly be this way for no good reason at all, especially after that that barista scene. It just, I, I didn't understand. The... When she comes back without the coffee and she goes, <laughs> oh, they ran out. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. So here's my question. Let me ask you guys. Did she, why did she, did she leave the coffee shop? Did she drink the coffee? Did she listen to the girl's story? Why is she yeah. suddenly angry at the coffee lady? I hmm. think she stayed, drank her coffee, listened, and then came back. Oh, and really? Didn't wanna, and didn't want to like, he was like, oh, is that annoying girl still there? Yeah. Hmm. Where's your coffee? Uh, they ran out because she didn't want to tell him about the whole, like, she didn't have enough energy to be like, she, she was, was there. This was the story. Yeah. I had to listen to it. She was literally just complaining the scene before about how he was so negative and pessimistic. And <laughs> she was going to be the upbeat, bubbly one. And then suddenly in the very next scene, she's the negative and complaining, dramatic one. It makes no sense, right? Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Honestly, Greg, I think this, I think we're just getting it out right now. And that is that <laughs> whether it's between the character development or the genre of this movie, this is my biggest complaint about this film is that it seems like it doesn't know what it's trying to do. It's having an identity crisis. Like, are you a horror comedy or are you a horror like we're kind of unclear like is it supposed to be funny or is it not it takes right. a few watches to be like are you meaning to act like this or or is it just like falling flat and i think the same thing happens with the character development especially in the beginning it's like well what are you trying to be and then once it yeah. gets into the movie we like kind of fall into a rhythm especially with her we fall into a rhythm with her we're like okay we're here we're on your team like you're the protagonist we're following you but that, that is definitely my biggest complaint about this movie. It just seems to not know sometimes what it's doing. Yeah, I don't know. Being the youngest one on the pod, I'm like the young man of the group here. Um, <laughs> the, the young meat man. 
<laughs> young meat man. My meat is super young. He's got uh, all. He's got that old tri-tip yeah, meat. I got that. <laughs> I'm like Gen Z or something like that. Whatever Bert, the hell I am. Bert yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I dug all this stuff. None of this stuff bothered me, you guys, and I don't I don't get it. Like I said, the first time. But you time- threw the purge in the trash, right? Okay. Oh well, the purge deserves to be in the trash. Uh, but uh. <laughs> But uh, th- like I said, the first time watching this movie, I had a lot of your guys' sentiments of like, wait, what is this? Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Why? But second time viewing, I really just like leaned into like what they're doing and like accepting like, oh, she's quirky and he's this and blah, blah, blah. And and just, I don't know, I dug it. All of the scenes where she's being super dramatic, I would just kind of chuckle the second time around and be like, oh, that's funny. You Even know? When she, when she goes up to the, the actress's room and then she starts spouting off her favorite shows with that, with yeah. that, with that, you know, the music sounded like a modern family scene where it was like, dun, 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 dun. You, you were okay with that? With <laughs> I that? was the, the second time, dude, like nothing bothered me. It's so weird. And this is so rare because I'm usually the super negative one. And most of these pods and I get angry and yell at things and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if a fucking, you know, the meat man visited me between showings and fucking fed me some jerky. And then the second time watching, I was like in their days or something. But, 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 uh, but I really dug it the second time and nothing bugged me. I kind of just accepted it and laughed through with all of these like ridiculous parts. And mm-hmm. I really, like I said, went into this being like, okay, this is a horror comedy or even a, you know, a comedy horror. Like this is just going to be super quirky and goofy, you know? And initially I put in my notes and I think I messaged you guys in discord of like, this feels like an episode of X-Files, like a goofy episode. Oh, Do you guys remember X-Files? There was, there was an episode yeah. of, there was an episode of X-Files when it was the three, remember Mulder would visit those three guys yeah. who were like the yeah. nerds. Yeah. And they had a, their own episode where they were like investigating like a paranormal. Yeah. yeah. Like it yep. felt like that where it's like these goofy quirky guys and their dynamic and like spirits are there. And like, I was thinking like that first of like, okay, like maybe it's that. But then I really had this like epiphany and I feel like I need to have both you guys watch this movie. I'm going to reference first and then watch this again. You guys have to watch Clerks. This movie is so Clerks Clerks with Kevin Smith. It has the two clerks. It has the two characters behind a desk. <laughs> one of them, good, one of them does not really yeah. want to be there. The other one is like quirky. <laughs> they're, they're clearly Dante and Randall. Like they yeah. are these two wow. characters. And even, okay. in cl- and even if you think about this movie, like clerks, it's shot and it's written very independent, very, you know, like an indie feel of a movie. The way that those are usually written are written by, you know, up and coming directors, up and coming writers. So like, it's not super polished to where you're getting like Oscar winning lines, Oscar winning dialogue. You have to look at this movie like, like it's an indie film. And really, I swear, watch clerks and then watch this movie. And I feel like you will get a lot of the parallels and see some of that humor that is the same in both movies, because it's really one in the same through a lot of this. It's really this movie. What I put is Clerks meets The Shining. Like, that's what this movie Whoa. more or less is. Oh, my God. You, know, you have the characters from Clerks and then you have the Shining's like paranormal aesthetic vibe, like tones of music. And even go farther with this, I'll put a little exclamation point here. Both movies have title cards and this movie has title cards. Did you guys recognize oh, that? Oh, right. 
Yeah, in between, like they had the first act, the second first act, act, third second epilogue. Act. Yeah. So I really feel those two movies. I mean, like I said, I mean, you have to lean into the comedy with Clerks in this, and and I'm really saying try watching it and then watch it again and and just kind of lean into the goofiness because I did that and then I just started chuckling at every weird delivery or every dumb kind of scene. They have a whole conversation about like they're eating lunch and he's like, I got the bad bread, and she's like, Oh, you got to make sure you get the good bread. And I'm like laughing, like like on paper that doesn't seem funny. But when you lean into like the dumbness of this movie, it's kind of funny and it makes you like chuckle at parts in this movie. Yeah, the, the part that's weird is, yeah, maybe that might work because for me, the acting that actually worked the most was when they were serious about it. Like, I th- I love that the guy's one line when he's talking about seeing the ghost and, you know, it about being, you know, like the physical encounter with a ghost is sort of like a fading memory. Like you really can't put a handle on it. It's a very paranormal experience. And that kind of explains why when people ask you to describe a ghost that you've seen, you, you know, you sound, you don't sound credible because you're, you're just trying to describe something that you more or less feel. And I took that seriously. And I love that line. And I love the old lady, you know, upstairs, her delivery, her body language, the way that she paced. Oh, she said she's so fantastic. And those are not the comedic aspects of the movie. I was more gravitating because, I mean, to me, you're given a a very tragic story of a lady who killed herself, very La Llorona-ish, right? Mm -hmm. Out of, uh, she, you know, she was killed by love and she killed herself. And then you have a ghost. I'm not expecting, I guess I'm not expecting just straight like uh, sitcom. Yeah, scenes and, and music yeah. with with flutes and stuff. So that's mm. you know maybe it takes another another watch for that that's, part. That's literally what it is. I mean, most traditional horror movies are gonna have the the you know you have the scares, but then you have to have a slow moment. You have to slow down a bit, have a pacing. And, and you know most movies in horror they have that with like maybe an investigation is happening. Maybe they're having a dialogue about like what the spirit is. If it's serious, you know, uh, this movie takes it and like the pacing, the slow issues are just side weird conversations that these two characters are having about their day, you know? And it's like, and I don't remember a movie, especially a horror movie, like doing this, like it's very interesting. And so like, I'm giving it credit for doing it. And like, if you lean into it, it's actually super funny. I mean, I mean, you guys have to say like one of the funniest parts is when she's telling the little kid the story about like oh, the woman I love being hung. That part. And yeah. then you know what I mean? And then the mom comes and she's like, What are you doing? And the little kid's like, you know, she's telling me about this. And like that is like such a funny scene. The first time I watched it, I'm like, wait, like what is happening? But then the second time I'm like looking at it like, this is just ridiculous and quirky what's happening right now. She's like telling this kid about a lady being hung, like super serious. You know, and then that, that makes it funny to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I, I, yeah. I if I hadn't seen Moana and that that first scene where the grandma's <laughs> telling the kids about the the ocean demons and all the kids crying, and this movie clearly came out before that, yeah. Then I probably would, because like when she started telling it to the to this kid, I see I can't help but my your mind can't help but imagine what they're trying to go for, and I I felt like that was what they were trying to go for, so it didn't impact me as much, but it was it was pretty funny. I just, but this also, I don't know why, but for some reason I was, I just felt like she was so young. (laughs) You are really stuck on this age thing. I am. I don't know why. And to me, her telling this young kid, these scary stories with like the flashlight up on her face. Like that's what we would do when we were like 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys, I maybe this is like a trigger for me because I actually worked the front desk at a hotel when I was oh, really? in well, but I was in college. Hmm. I had yeah, I had a job for a while where I did that. Did you act like and, a 13-year-old? 
Mm-hmm. No, I did not. No, oh, uh, sorry. But I, yeah, for some reason, so for some reason, I'm just like, I need to know how old she is. It really bothers me. I'm like, <laughs> you're working. You're old you enough to have a work, valid work permit. But I feel like you're really young. And should you be getting drunk? And should you just be like alone in a hotel for a weekend with like an older man? I don't know. Like it- an older man. <laughs> he's not. He's not the old guy that kills himself in the freaking old room. He's like a seventy-year-old grandpa. You know, he's oh, just like no. a whatever. You know, he could even be in his like late twenties. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. He is not in his twenties. Are you high? Well- <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm hoping I look younger than I am. So I'm going to say he's younger than he is, but, uh, you know. You look younger than this man. Oh, uh, thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. Yeah, You're welcome. Yeah. I'm not going to send the meat man your way now. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like, Rob, I mean, did I you mean, laugh at the scene where she was trying to get the trash bag into the dumpster? That- I literally wrote it. I wrote in my, I wrote in my notes and I circled it five times and then, and then put LOL. <laughs> I, I see uh, the part that was laughing at that in my in my heart was muted because it was like this is a funny thing that I would like to see on TikTok, <laughs> not in a horror movie. Can we you put that I mean? on our TikTok group? Can you do that with a trash can? Let's do it. <laughs> okay, that's no problem because that is legit me. I was laughing hard because I'm like that is me trying to lift my fucking trash yeah. into the trash can, <laughs> and I like don't get it, especially. Okay, well, now we live in a house and, like, have our own trash bin, so it's fine. But back when we lived in apartments and we had, a like, one of those major trash bins that you had to mm-hmm. legit the throw your... Yeah, the dumpsters. Thank you. I That was me. I could never... I'm, like, not strong. I could never get our trash <laughs> in that shit. Mm-hmm. It was like, ridiculous. You had, like, a 13-year-old body. You couldn't get it in? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my arms are like 13-year-old arms. Yeah, like okay. Maybe that's why you're so angry. You're just angry because, like, you feel like your body's 13 years old. So, you're And I totally <laughs> feel her, like, trying to get it in, and then all of a sudden chicken juice, yeah. raw chicken juice starts Ugh. coming out. You're just yeah. like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just... It, it, there's just so many like weird, quirky, funny things. Like I said, if you if you go into it and you got to lean into it right away, then you're going to laugh and chuckle at them. I mean, the guy alone is just so, like... He just doesn't want to be there, man. It's like clerks. He's like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. He just doesn't want to be there, you know? And he's like, the lady comes down and complains about her room and stuff. And she's like, oh, my room number is 305. And he's like, yeah, I know. I work here. You know, it's like, that was funny. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's just like, it's so like, to me, like it all felt organic. Like this is what somebody in this situation would probably say that like hates their job right now or wants to do something else. But, you know, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I mean, one of the other, the last funny thing I want to mention is definitely when she puts a sheet under her head. And tries oh, to be God. a ghost. Oh, like it's God. it's my outfit I'm wearing tonight. It's after they've been drinking. I hopefully she's 21. I'm not sure yet. Um, but she she like falls over the table and it's so fucking funny. Did you guys laugh at that? He, he looks legit scared. Yeah. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you he knew they were doing a reenactment. Mm-hmm. And she literally is like, oh, <laughs> and he literally is like, oh, like he looks so scared. Well, you have to remember too, like at that point in the movie, like, you know, we don't know until later on, but like, yeah, he never saw a ghost. So he thought like, that's what that real ghost would look like is somebody in a sheet probably. Oh my God. I think he was just wasted. Oh, that's true. They were pretty drunk by then. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like she really could drink though, because I feel like there would have been something in the script of like them saying like, oh, you're not even 21 yet or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. other problem I have with her character, this is the last one, I promise. <laughs> but for someone who is so 
interested in paranormal happenings. She's very scared also. Yeah. And like needs an inhaler to legit live and needs that in stressful situations. So that was kind of confusing because I felt like sometimes she was too scared to deal with some stuff that was happening. And then other times she was like, let's go find this ghost and see what the bitch's problem is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And okay. Like, what? <laughs> exactly. This is, can you guys answer for this? Okay. Laura, you, you hit on something very important. Why are they looking for the ghost? For shits and giggles, man. That's not what they explained, though. You know what they said? She said, "This is uh, this is one problem I had with with this. Why they were deciding to get evidence of the ghost before the hotel closed." She said it was a moral imperative to capture the woman on film before the place closed down. Really? Why? She yeah. goes. What does she go? She says, "Imagine how she feels being stuck here forever. We have to get something on tape." What does that suddenly you 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 care about a ghost? getting stuck there forever. I think right there in that moment, they really missed a golden opportunity to clarify their actual motives. And what for me, their actual motives are they're working two dead end jobs. And, you know, uh, she met her idol and her idol shut her down. So she feels inferior. So she wants something exciting to happen in her life. So why not in that moment, why didn't she go, you know, we'd have worked here for three years looking for ghosts for nothing if we didn't get evidence. Why didn't she say that? Or why didn't she say, say, you know, this hotel would be, you know, working here would be a stain on our employment record if we didn't get some real evidence that something scary happened here. Like, that's the motive. Why suddenly go, oh, it's a moral imperative that we captured her essence on film. I mean, mm -hmm. like, I, it, then I think what happens is when you don't establish their true motives, you get what you're talking about, Laura, is like, sometimes she's scared, sometimes she's not, because you don't understand why she's even doing it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say. I, don't, I have no idea what to say to that one. I can't really defend that one. But uh, yeah, you know, but it's funny, though. You know, there's, there's chuckles, you know, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's actually talk about some of the horror stuff in this movie, some mm. of the scary stuff, because there is a couple ones here and there that get going. We won't talk about the ending, though, until we get to the end. But, you know, uh, do when you guys want to spot out some of the, the creepy stuff that actually does happen in this movie, uh, Laura? Man, actually, for as much as I've been, I feel like, complaining so far this episode uh i had so much anxiety in this movie and i was legit scared like ghost stuff it's scary uh, oh like the images are scary to me like not knowing what's going to happen and having that build up and we've kind of talked about the pacing of this movie it's a little slow but then you know it's building up to something and not knowing when it's coming especially on first watch so much anxiety and then during those scenes where something does happen like i think the first big scene was when uh claire has that dream where she thinks that she's not sleeping in her hotel room right and then all of a sudden the the bride pops up next to her and oh. she flips out and then kind of like wakes up to her alarm wait you she was sleeping in that scene well so you think it really happened i think that it's probably like mm. It did happen, but yeah. it was a dream, but it also happened. You know what I'm saying? I thought that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I took that as like, oh, that happened like that. That's like one of the biggest, like real quote unquote, real jump scares in this movie. Because before yeah. that you have a couple fake ones. Uh, you have the one where, um, where she hears the noise as she's at the front desk after uh, Pat goes upstairs to go to sleep. And then she goes to the back door and then uh, 
Pat's like, I'm behind you, but don't get scared. And you know what I mean? And it, oh it like, it's like jumps, you know, which is, you know another- what? I love that scene. That is legit. My favorite scene of this movie. <laughs> That's another scene. Like the first time I watched, I was like, I was like, what, what is happening right now? Second time I was laughing so hard of like the fact that he's saying, don't get scared. I'm behind you. And then it's, of but course, that's scaring you. It's gonna scare but her. that scares you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's so real life. That's like, exactly. but mm-hmm. literally yeah. I have been at home 24 seven with my husband for a year now. And I know he's in the house and it'll be broad daylight. I know he's in another room and he'll come around the corner and I'll still jump. <laughs> yeah. It's such real life. Exactly. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that. You should tell him to start announcing himself. Like I'm coming around the corner. And then he like, comes honestly, the it would probably still make me jump. <laughs> jump. He's yeah. wearing the purge mask. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that would be really scary. Yeah. He comes up behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Thank you. oh man that'd be funny uh yeah but uh, uh do you have any other ones you want to uh, spot out laura besides the the room one which is super creepy and fucked up well i don't want i don't want to like get to the end now but anytime they're in a, in the basement or uh, we're just kind of like waiting it uh, yeah i had a lot of anxiety i i definitely i was scared yeah yeah i was like looking around my house like oh what's gonna pop out <laughs> uh what about you greg like the horrorish elements some of the scares in this movie you want to spot anything i'll talk about them it's half half I, I think i do need to watch this movie again because half the time i was saying what you were saying rob in your first watch which was what is happening yeah <laughs> i yeah. mean and laura you you used the phrase slow burn which i can see but at the same time i just felt like i don't agree with calling this a slow burn movie i i feel like the pacing was a little bit awkward um mm-hmm. like the to me, the whole movie seemed like, in, in terms of the scariness, like back-to-back scenes of, oh, there's a scary noise in the other room. Let's spend the next five minutes slowly walking towards that noise with some music in the back end and investigating it, which, again, I was not a big fan of. But I will say on, on a positive note, I loved the, the, the setup of the EVP recordings yeah. going from room yes. to room. This is something that I don't think I told you guys this before, but... The, I think probably the thing that scared me the most at the earliest point of my life was an episode of Tales from the Crypt where they take this EVP device into a haunted house and they and it's like a news reporter and a, and a camera crew and they investigate a haunted house. Hmm. And it turns out to be like these old decrepit people just like this movie. Hmm. And it traumatized me as a kid. I wouldn't turn on the TV for a long time. And this movie really reminded me of that. I thought that was, that was great. You know, when she was taking the, the, the microphone, so EVP, what is it? Electric, electronic voice phenomenon or something. It's supposed to be like, it picks up the voice of a paranormal being where you couldn't hear it with your raw ears. Right. Yeah. So I love that scene where she's walking from room to room. She hears the piano playing. And then when she gets to the room where the piano is, she looks up and the piano stops playing when she enters. It's almost like the ghost that was playing the piano stopped to stare at her, which you, this is the kind of movie making I like when you feel something without having to show it, you know, you just, you get little bits of pieces and your brain does all the the heavy lifting and putting together those pieces of what, what is the meaning of this? And I really love that. And I thought, yeah, all of the scenes where um, they showed the, the La Llorona lady, and you know the old guy like you said laura in the basement were terrifying the the makeup design was fantastic so creepy 
Yeah, I mean, definitely the EVP stuff. I love like the sound design in those scenes. Like, you know, the way that it's like turning up the mic, you know, especially being mm-hmm. like a podcast, we have to deal with like audio issues and this and then sometimes Greg logs on and his mic's at a billion, <laughs> you know, from a Zoom meeting he had. And it's like, it sounds like that where it's like ruffling the sound. And so I thought that was genius to use that, especially when she pulls the ear earmuff off her ear and then it like stops yeah. back to reality. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. It's like little tiny touches of like sound design. I thought was super genius. Um, even even a callback from the very beginning when he when uh, Pat is making her watch the video, she has earphones on and he's talking to her and it's muffled. It's muffling yeah. his voice. Yeah. So like that's little things like that. I think are super cool in this movie and it just adds to like the scariness of when that piano hits that big bong. Like it's so loud in your ears, it really like makes you jump. Yeah. Um, yeah, what other, is there any other ones? Like, it's, I mean, I think beyond that, we're really kind of to the ending. I mean, you have, you know, the, you have, I don't, I feel like we should talk about these, this character, the, the older woman that shows up, you know, I mean, if Laura thinks Pat is 70, I don't know what this woman's age is. She might be 300, 300 years old or something like that. I never said, first of all, his name's Luke. Thank you. Oh, his name is not, his, his name's not Pat? His real oh. name's Pat. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> But no, I never said he was 70. But okay, right. uh, but speaking of 70, I do want to ask, like, the thing with the old man is, is that we've already been touching on the old man, right? And it's... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> In soundbite? <laughs> I, I wasn't touching anything. I wasn't touching that meat, man. It's all Laura touching. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Rob and I backed away from that one instantly. We were like, Whoa. "We're not a part of that." Don't, we're not part don't of include that. us in that comment. No, not us. Not me and Greg. <laughs> okay. I mean, we, we were all we were all touching the old man, right? Yeah. All of us. <laughs> Oh man, I at least I at least okay. had a stick, so it wasn't my finger. <laughs> okay, all right. As scary as those scenes were, I was so bummed at how predictable it was. It's yeah, you guys right. knew, like oh, you literally course. knew yeah. exactly what was gonna happen and who he was. And... Yeah, right. Yeah, right when he shows up and he's pretty much just like, I have to stay in this room and blah blah blah. My wife, whatever you know, we whatever. This is our honeymoon or something like that. I'm like, this guy's this guy's killing himself in this movie. Yeah, especially yeah. especially up to that point, nothing's really happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you had the one bedroom scare. Then you've really had a couple of false scares. Like nothing's really happened yet. So you know, like this is going to be a big thing towards the end of this movie. It has to be, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, he was going to kill himself. Uh, he didn't even have any luggage. I mean, and he was more or less saying, <laughs> this is my last stop. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. He's like, I don't need a bed. I don't need a TV. <laughs> I just need a bathtub and a couple of <laughs> razors and I'm good to go, guys. <laughs> you know, don't worry about the towels. I don't need towels. I'm not like that lady, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> but like Greg said, the the uh, makeup design, you know, was <laughs> strong, Laura. You still thinking about touching that old man? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> she replayed it in her memory. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're okay, Laura. You back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. I don't know how you went from Jason Momoa to an old man. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> you don't discriminate. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But like I was saying, the makeup design on like the old man, like in the tub with the blood and he's like grayish blue looking. And I mean, really good. Like, that's where I go back to like, you know, this movie was only $750,000 to make. Like, like I said, it's shot super clean. Everything looks really nice and crisp. And then the makeup design, the sound design. I'm like, wow, like they did a lot for that budget, you know? Laura, you don't want to comment on? I literally can't open my mouth. I'll start laughing. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to Greg. Uh, what, do, what do you think, Greg, about the the old man? <laughs> um, well, so let me ask you, was he was he La Llorona's husband or fiance? <laughs> yeah. Was that the, that was the whole point, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hey, it was. I mean. Oh, wait. What, so you're, wait, like there's you saying there's a connection between the ghost lady and him? Yeah, he left the note. And then oh. he come and then once he dies, he's with her and they're in the basement together. And that's why they're like together and Claire's in the middle of it all. But like I forget, when did they say the lady killed herself and was buried in the thing? In the sixties or in the forties. I think it said in the forties. And then oh. in the sixties they shut it down. Okay, so uh, so uh like whatever, um like it, it's feasible that like for his age he was that guy. Oh. I believe so. I, believe I didn't. So. Put, I didn't put that together. Like I, I didn't like still frame on the note and actually see what it said. I just assumed it said I killed myself. I, I miss. Now my wife. we're together, my darling, and I'm sorry and things like that. Oh yeah. wow! I didn't put it together that they were. Oh, wow, dang, that's crazy. Because it's like, like I'm the one like really digging this movie, and I didn't even put that together. So that just makes it like even cooler. That, that there's a connection. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, that's super Do you cool. think he did it out of guilt? Or do you think that her demon ways like lured him back to the hotel to, to, to off himself? Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, I would maybe say guilt because that would be kind of like a good moral of this story. Yeah, you know? if you were to pick um, one, sure. You know, uh, interesting. Wow. that's I'm like super like just in shock right now. Of, like I, I didn't know that then that connection. Wow, that's super cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you guys want to talk? Do you guys want to talk at all about the actress, clairvoyant lady, who's like spinning a crystal around? Not really. I mean, she's great. She's uh, really good. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good actress. Um, I think that her character is obviously essential to the story. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if anything, it just adds. It just gives you the heebie-jeebies because, like, she. I, I think it's implied that she kind of saw this coming, mm -hmm. and it's the question of like what could you have done i mean she yeah. did everything she could do but there's things that she can't control she's like a messenger yeah exactly um yeah. so i thought that was really cool yeah mm -hmm. yeah i have a different take on on her altogether but maybe i can save it to the end okay all right yeah, yeah i mean really really beyond that i mean you have you, some it's mostly all basement stuff to the end of this movie it's all basement stuff whether it's the first time uh the guy and, and the girl go down there to do an evp session and she apparently sees you know la llorona as greg's calling it behind him they don't like show it but you know that's when he no. goes running out and he's like i'm done i'm you know i never saw a ghost and blah 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 and you know that part of it and that really gets to like the end when she's by herself and this and that and laura do you want to set up the the ending of this movie then yeah, so so at the end, I mean, Claire has already seen a few things. And uh, after her and Luke are in the basement together and he runs off, she's she's by herself. So she, of course, goes because she's like 13 years old and doesn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> she runs into a guest bedroom, Lee, and is like waking her up like, ah, I'm so scared. I need help. Help me. Da, da, da. Um, and so Lee tells her like, we got to get out of here right now. You need to get your stuff. And, but of course, like once they separate, 
Claire, for whatever reason, decides it makes the most sense to go back into the basement. Like, why is she going back into the basement? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember like why. I don't remember. Did she have a reason, or she just was? Well, no, because she couldn't. She they, heard they wanted, something. No, they wanted to leave the hotel, and she didn't want to leave without all the guests. So she wanted to make sure that the old man was out, but then he turned out to be dead. And then I guess uh, Pat or whatever, what was his name? Um, he comes Luke. back. Luke. He comes back to the hotel. So then I don't know. Somehow she winds up. Yeah, like yeah. like like Laura said, uh, she was standing in like the clerk the desk area, and she heard a noise, and so she started to go down the hallway to. I think she was like was. she was like Luke, Luke, like is that you or yeah. who is that? Trying to make sure everybody was out, and then that made her go to the edge of the the basement, and that's when the old man shows up behind her and scares her, and she falls down into the basement. It's not like she went into the basement wanting something; she just was kind of lured there, and then she kind of was pushed or grabbed her, and then fell yeah. into the basement. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she has a head injury and now she's kind of like, you know, like followed by the spirit of the old man who committed suicide and she's really freaked out. Um, and he basically corners her into the exact room where Madeline O'Malley was buried. And once she's in that room and she's all locked up, of course, the spirit of Madeline O'Malley comes after her and that's it. We don't actually see what happens and Claire dies. Um, I think it's supposed to be assumed she didn't have her inhaler. So like was almost more or less scared to death, like didn't have her life saving inhaler and died essentially of a panic attack, which which makes sense because I don't think these ghosts actually like put hands on her and killed her. Right. Like she's a young, healthy girl. Well, besides her asthma. So it, it makes sense that she had, she needed her inhaler. She's been puffing on it this whole movie. Anytime she even remotely has to move or, you know, get scared. So I think that is what caused it. But what I want to ask you guys, and I feel like Greg right now, this is like me being Greg. <laughs> Do you think that there's some kind of, alternative theory where none of these ghosts were actually there 100%. and she she just wanted to see this yeah and she has asthma and she worked herself up into a panic attack not actually seeing anything real and did die of a panic attack because of that but there were really no ghosts that no one else saw I mean, could be. We're talking about Grav, Grav Jane shit right there. Like, I don't. This reminds me of Greg in audition. Like when he was like, "Hey guys, <laughs> yeah, remember? Like, what if, what if this happened?" And we're like, "Oh shit!" I what? truly believe that's that's this movie. I mean, in the really? end, when they go to the basement, do you guys? Luke was sitting up against the wall, and she said, "She's right behind you, coming closer." There was this It's a there. wall behind him. And we learned that he never saw anything. He made it all up. And I think that this lady, the one that the crystal lady, she's full of shit. She can't read anything. <laughs> she can't read minds. She's a washed up actress, whatever. Yeah, so exactly. So no one is seeing mm. anything and there are no ghosts at all in this hotel. And she's just, she's doing this because, you know, it's, it's it, it's like a mental fan uh, fantasy, or you know, she fancies that there are ghosts in order mm -hmm. to, to you know maybe make her life more exciting, or just to see it. And yeah, I mean, they I think they give you enough evidence to believe that that's possible, especially with the fact that she didn't have her inhaler and no one right. saw what she saw. So right. I mean, that would that would explain like the the ending ending. 
you know, where like Luke is talking to the cop and this and that. And he's saying like, I was banging on the door. Like she wouldn't yeah. let me in. So it was actually Luke at the door at the end, not the old not man. She thought it was the old man. Yeah. You know, and, and that would, cause I was wondering in that scene, cause I took it very literal of like, yeah, these are ghosts and they got her yeah. and she died. But then at the end when he's saying that, I'm like, okay, well then what's the point? Like to me, like this movie should have ended with the Lyrona chick coming at the screen and like cut the block. Like that's it. End the movie. (laughs) Like I didn't need to see her being wheeled out in a gurney. You just assume she got murdered. And like, that's the end of the movie. So like the fact that they had this extra credit scene of like the body coming out, the inhaler, him talking about, I was banging on the door. She didn't hear me. Like that would be a reason to have that is to say that it was all in her head. So that makes sense. I want to know what Kelly thinks. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's true. This is her movie. Kelly, you have to weigh on this. Yeah. 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 You got to send us in another email. Uh, let us know what you think, if it's a uh, literal or if, uh, yeah, she, she scared herself to death at the end there. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Wow. I got to watch this movie another time now. Shit. I'm about to be but okay. Chuckling. With that <laughs> ending, does that ending make this movie better? Or do you I think it does the actual ghosts. Okay. I personally think it does. I, I think it makes, it I think it makes it worse. See, I, and I don't know how I feel. Well, I feel like, I feel like you guys we still need to just watch. Again. You guys still need to watch this movie again, just to kind of like maybe appreciate some of the quirkiness to begin with. True. And then you can get into like what the ending, what you feel there. But uh, as somebody who's already like in this boat of like, I think most of this movie is kind of funny and pretty well done. Like I, the ending, I, I would have just, like you said, you know, had it end when the ghost comes in, fades the black and like, that's it, you know, uh, that's the way I would have liked the ending. That's very host, you know, that's very, a lot of horror movies were just like, you assume Unfriended. what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you don't need to see the aftermath. You just know in your mind of like, oh, this shit got fucked up, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had, I have a note here. I forgot about this. Speaking of like the ending, this might change your guys' mind about the ending here. I, I, I found this online. Somebody, somebody said this, or this is an interview from the director. Um, we didn't really talk about the very end of this movie actually is like an, a, a shot of an open doorway on her room and it just kind of zooms in oh, yeah. slowly and you're waiting, you're waiting and the door just slams shut. That's really how this movie like ends. Um, but, but I read, well, they you, said, you see her though. Oh, that's what I was going to do. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I didn't see it watching it, but I read that, oh, that, 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 you know, yeah. that if, if, if you look closely enough at the curtains, there's a, there's the faintest image of Claire, uh, can be seen turning to look at the door just before it slams shut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to do a Cloverfield real quick and watch yep. that. <laughs> yeah. No, when we, well, when I was watching it, I, it held on to that scene for so long. And then the door slammed and I was like, nope. And I went and hit rewind because oh, I was did. like, something's there. This oh, can't wow. be it. Yeah. Wow. Did it look, it didn't look good though. This is like I said, low budget 2011 it would have been CGI and not CGI, but some type of effect where she looks translucent, right? In in the yeah, window. Oh, yeah. I just watched it right now. I don't, in it's the like, window. She's like in the, yeah. She's like in the curtain. Maybe, I, maybe I got the director's cut or something. I, I can't, <laughs> yes. I'm not seeing it. Yeah. The director's cut. He took out the image. It like four times. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it's the cut. <laughs> yeah. It was just the meat man standing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's crazy though. Cause yeah. Cause I watched this, you know, twice and I didn't see anything and I was just like, Oh, okay, whatever. But uh, I read that. I'm like, Oh wow. That's pretty cool. But does, does that change any of your guys' opinions on like, if it was real or not? I mean, even if she was dreaming it or imagining it, she still could be a spirit there. Oh, right. Exactly. She's still I like dead. the idea of like, she is the hotel's first spirit. Oh, okay, she's okay. the one. So she almost like she creates the reality that she's imagining the whole time. I mean, I just that's why I like the idea that she's delusional this whole time, because otherwise, to me, what's the point of the movie? 
Mm. What's the point of the ghosts? What's the point of Madeline? What's the point of the haunting of these characters? The whole time you're, you're searching for for meaning. I mean, is there a let? I you know, give me a lesson about the hotel's history, placing profits and money over you know hiding the body for the sake of business, over doing the right thing and respecting burying the body. You didn't get any of that. I, I you know you don't have any lessons pulled from this, but by kind of you know having it with this uh this interpretation i don't know it, i feel like it wow. makes sense to me wow that's so interesting yeah this is this is like becoming a very divisive like uh what do you think this means and what do you think the ending means interesting yeah i, I thought it was super straightforward that's crazy but uh wow that's so much yeah. that's what's so frustrating this movie seems really straightforward and then you're like but does it mean this and then you're like am i just being am i overreaching yeah it almost seems like i don't think they meant it to mean that but boy it sure is pointing in that direction yes. yeah yeah definitely be, anybody listening especially you know definitely kelly uh email us in send us a voicemail or something like that let us know like what you think about the ending what you think about if it's all in her head and mm -hmm. and all that stuff i would love to get different opinions because uh, it is really interesting um but uh, let's let's do rotten tomatoes real fast uh because i mean these are very drastic scores they might be some of the biggest scores we've ever had uh you have a critic score of 79 percent of this movie wow. then you have an audience score of 42 percent so you're oh. you're that's a huge margin i don't remember a bigger margin than that i mean i remember killer clowns was pretty crazy <laughs> uh but this is this is crazy too but um I just wanted to pull a couple positive and negative reviews real fast. So the positive I approved was, was, of course, from a critic. Wanted to hear what these critics are saying. This is Scott Weinberg uh, from The Horror Show. This is in 2015. He says, uh, the indie king of the slow burn horror flick is back. And this time it's it's Ty West. Uh, and this time it's Ty West bringing along an unexpected dose of wit, warmth, and weirdly effective character-based comedy. So he's okay, comedy. he's calling yeah. out like comedy indie, like kind of like what I was pointing out of some of this movie on my second watch. Mm -hmm. And going through a lot of the reviews, a lot of people that, especially critics that like this movie have that interpretation of like a low budget kind of comedy with some jump scares here and there. So, you know, that, that's kind of interesting. Uh, the negative review, of course, audience score as uh, the one star review from 2013. Uh, it just says this movie is so slow. It made me want to take, it made me want to take a bath alone in a hotel room. You know what I'm talking about. And then it just says disappointing. That's <laughs> uh, the, the whole email there. It's the whole message. So really just calling out the slow pacing of this movie, which we spotted out as definitely, yeah. you know, maybe a negative. And this movie is what, an hour and 40 minutes long? Like, could they have got it to 130, you know, and made it a little bit slower? I mean, I don't think they could have been like host and been 59 minutes, but I think an hour 30 would have been maybe a better runtime for this movie. You know, what do you guys think about those positive negatives? Yeah, I like, I don't know about the pacing being, it, it felt slow, but I don't feel like it's a, pacing slow pace uh, the pacing seems disjointed to me mm. yes exactly. that's that's the way I, that's the way i would describe it and slow is just a secondary uh, you know re result of that but yeah yeah okay well let's uh let's see where we're going to be at if we're going to be in the critics realm we're going to be in the audience realm here especially at first watch for these guys, we definitely might have amendments, I think, uh, in some pr uh, future episodes. If you guys are going to watch again, maybe we'll have an amendment coming on. Uh, but let's do one to five. Do Let's do how many meat men are you giving this movie? Yeah. One oh, to gosh. five. <laughs> how many meat men are you giving this movie? What type of meat is he handling? Is Laura touching oh. it? Uh, oh. is... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's be a good one for the docket, Laura. Let's be a good one for the docket. Uh, so let's go, uh, Greg first. One to five. What do you think? How many meat men type of meat? What do you think, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, I've, I've already said enough. I'm not going to go into it too much. Just the, the pacing and the tone of this movie just disjointed i definitely want to watch it again i feel like rob you really convinced me with that clerks comparison um because i feel like i could see that and i and i do love clerks i'm curious to know how my my brain still joins together watching this as a comedy and still looking at it as a horror movie i'm very interested in watching this again um yeah but that said i I think they did uh, a lot of the scares right i love going from room to room and looking at this, you know, this beautifully old hotel. I thought the camera work was amazing. Um, You know, going from the rooms to the hallways and and back. And I thought that was great. Um, And just definitely the way that the the ending played out makes me very curious um, and and makes me think, which I feel like is something I like to do uh, in our horror movies. So I'm going to say, you know, for now, I'm going to give this a two and a half. You know, there was a, in the beginning, you know what what grinded my gears was the was Pat was chewing on a stick of beef jerky for all, like two full <laughs> scenes, and I was like, "Bro, when are you going to finish that?" I yeah, love that. he was just chewing on it like it was a I don't know a stick of gum? meat, a stick of oh, meat, a stick of meat. Oh, okay. I was like, right. "Eat it, buddy." I mean, it's mm-hmm. gonna go bad. So I'm gonna say two and a half uh, beef jerky sticks. The the half is is in his mouth. <laughs> Damn, that's real not good. Wow, two and a half beef jerky sticks. I like it. Okay. Laura's not touching those. Uh, all right, not even, Laura. The, not even the wet one that's in his mouth. Oh, here. That's, that's, oh that's nasty. Oh, he's licking his lips, all slobbery. Like, thanks, oh, Killing. Oh no. no, he's like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Laura's gonna throw up right now. Oh man. <laughs> all right, Laura. One to five. How many meat men, meat sticks, whatever you want to go. One to five. What are you giving this movie? I think I was also hovering around a two and a half, but here's wow. the thing. Like it and the biggest complaint for me still is that I don't think this movie actually knows what it's trying to be and do. But I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt because it's pretty overwhelming that we all think it is meant to be a comedy. I still don't know that they really meant it to be, but <laughs> it that's how it came mm-hmm. off. And and if this movie knew what it was trying to do then it did nail it in that regard. So I'm going to bump it up to a three. I'm going to give it three. Um, I don't know. I, I like all meat. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> a meat I like. Um, Jason Momoa stick. Try it. Try tip. Ooh, let's give it. Let's give it like three uh, pulled pork sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Three pulled pork sandwiches. I, I like that. Okay. It has no reference to anything we've been talking about, but okay. All right. It's okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> That's sure it's me. I thought maybe you were gonna go New Orleans theme or something like that. Or I think they yeah. eat pulled pork sandwiches down there. Really? Oh, I yeah. mean, they eat gumbo, and I don't eat that. So yeah. Oh, okay. You're not eating gumbo when you go down to the haunted house. No. no. Not get a piece of shrimp thrown at you while you're sleeping. Ugh, no? Okay. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. For me, wow. So you guys are. Well, Greg's at what? Two point five. Laura, you're at three, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I said, I, I really dug this movie the second time around. I really feel like I I got the vibe the second time. I, I shouted out a lot of my likes. You know, film score. Uh, you know, quirkiness of the acting. You know, the stuff like that. The the scares are actually pretty legit. Uh, when when they come and they're real, e- even the fake ones are either 
jump scary or funny. So I actually really liked it a lot. So I got to see, I'm going like a 3.5. I'm going like a 3.5 of this movie. Um, wow. You know, I don't know if I can give it a four. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a great movie, but it's super entertaining. Like, I would throw this yeah. on on the weekend and like watch mm. it in the background and yeah. laugh and chuckle and this and that. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say a 3.5. Uh, there and I'm gonna go. Oh man, what am I gonna go? Shit, I don't know. Maybe like some, uh, I don't know, some tri tip. Go some tri tip there, you know, just a tip, uh, you know, a little bit there. <laughs> some spicy sausage. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Some, that that should have been yours, Laura. How did you not go there first? Can you, are you gonna trade your pulled pork for a spicy sausage? <laughs> well, pull- <laughs> usually, when I order from this barbecue place, you get to pick like three meats, and I always get pulled pork and spicy sausage and like yeah. one other thing. <laughs> Always. You ever pulled a spicy sausage? <laughs> oh man! Oh, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to answer that. Okay, all right. that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there we go. There's our ratings. I'm really interested to hear what anybody listening thinks, and I'm really interested to hear you guys maybe rewatching this again and coming back and and maybe yeah. giving some amendments and this and that. Uh, because I dug it. I actually dug this movie a lot. So thank you, Kelly. Thank you for the pick. Yeah. Uh, yep, really, thanks, really Kelly. liked it. If we keep getting picks like this that are just super ones we've never heard before, you know, yes, I'm, exactly. I'm super excited for those type of ones. So, uh, so nice, nice. Good job. Good job. Uh, so that's it for the review this week. Next week, we're doing our next pick your poison segment. This was Greg's pick and we're going to be taking, uh, all things, dreams and nightmares with, uh, what do you say this lady's name? Lane. Dolphin? Dolphin Lane Dolphin mm-hmm. uh, who's a dream analyst you know and Greg's gonna do that we're gonna we're gonna go in each other's dreams we're gonna eat some sausages we're gonna talk about meat men probably because I'm gonna have nightmares probably about it um but Greg do you want to say anything about your pick coming up next week yeah yeah and, and definitely you know to get primed up for it I, I'm encouraging us to watch uh watch an animated I don't know if you would call it horror or, or suspense it's the first time we've watched an animated movie in that realm it's called Paprika and it has to do with dreams and dream manipulation, which is what Rob wanted his superpower to be uh, <laughs> in the craft. So hopefully that'll give you some inspiration that maybe one day it'll happen for you. Um, you know, and we can talk about, uh, you know, the meaning of dreams and and uh, what it symbolizes with this uh, with the dream expert. Definitely looking forward to it. Nice. Nice. You know, what's really good on meat. Paprika. Paprika is really tasty. Oh, on meat. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Throw, throw that and in the kebab. S- you're good. Uh, yeah. Spoiler. It's going to be real good in our cocktail next week, too. Oh, <laughs> shit. There we go. All right. I might just have All a whole right. sausage in my cocktail. Yeah. Uh, that so. sounds actually really good. Can we be eating sausage during this episode? Or? <laughs> the, the dream analyst is like, what? What is happening, guys? I said, dream. I'm a dream analyst, not a, not a meat analyst. I don't know what's happening here. I'm not a butcher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, well, she kind of is. She, she's a butcher of of thoughts. Oh, there we yeah, go. That's thought true. that was wow. on you guys. There yeah, you go. Right. You tell her that when you're sucking on the sausages, you talk to her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the rest of our schedule of the month is posted on Instagram and Twitter. Check it out there. Uh, also, remember to keep sending in uh, those picks. Keeping it sending those conjecture picks. Keep them ringing. Uh, you can hit us up conjecturingpod at Gmail, uh, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, or you can uh, check out our website podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. How's the Greg? You gonna update the trash bin? You gonna get the purge in there soon? Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna purge that movie into the trash bin. Soon. Nice and get it in there. Yeah, it, like you say, get an air horn in there, trick your leg, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Turkey> leg. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
<laughs> get those in the bin. You know? Yeah. Hopefully yeah. the the turkey doesn't get moldy. We'll oh, throw it in there. That's true. That's true. We we'll have to we we'll have to get a we we'll have to hire a ghost maid to come clean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, also, the, you guys, uh, check out our merch store. You know, we got, we actually just uh, posted two new designs up there. One is actually a pick your poison shirt. We got PYP, you, yeah, you know me, uh, which is a shirt design we did. And we also have an old school, uh, our old school design, which is like the conjuring us three as the, the characters. We have an old school shirt up there we just posted. So check Vintage. that out. Vintage. Vintage. Oh, is that what we're calling it? Vintage, Laura? <laughs> Vintage. Yeah. I don't know. I like circa that. 2020. Yeah, it's last year. Yeah. Hey, circa 2019. Oh, there like, you go. There you go. Oh, there you go. I mean, come on. Like this quarantine year and a half, like is like a decade. I mean, I feel like we've been doing this forever. Like it's crazy to be like stuck in this realm, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we're finally totally. peeking our way out. Thank God, you know? Um, yeah. So check out, check out our, check out our <laughs> merch. <laughs> tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod uh we got a ton of horror and podcast stuff up there to check out uh lastly please remember to subscribe rate review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on and check out the other shows on the slash and cast podcast network slash and cast.network uh so that's it from the gold room tonight this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura peek it out (laughs) (laughs) and greg Until next time, remember horror subjective, so conjecture your way. See ya. Bye bye. Bye, guys. God, Laura. I've never heard that noise come out of your mouth before. I know. Well, oh my first goodness. time for everything. <laughs>